The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for the Steelman and Thune at noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hey, it is a welcome in Wednesday. How is everybody today? Hope you're doing well. Still feeling, uh, you know, it's kind of a somber day still after the passing of uh, Toby Keith. Yesterday, you know, we had a good chance to reminisce and tell some stories and uh, go through a very therapeutic session together. And we'll have a little bit more of that today, but a lot more uh, sports-oriented today. But, uh, again, still feeling that loss, and we will for a long time. So, I'm Mike Steely. Welcome in. Parker Thune is usually in here with me during this time slot, but Parker will be doing 2 to 6 today with Travis Davidson. Uh, Tyler is out today, so uh, you will hear from Parker and Travis Davidson a little bit later on. Ladies and gentlemen, that means the Drake. Drake Dyken is in with me. As always, we get, uh, we get mixed reviews on the Drake. I don't even like Drake. You don't like the Drake? I hate the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. The Drake is here, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Drake Dyken. How we doing? I'm good, Steel Man. How are we doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, You know, feeling uh, in a much better mood today. And, uh, you know, yesterday was a sad day for us all. Uh, Toby Keith uh, meant so much to the Sooner family in the state of Oklahoma and the American family. But the Sooners went out, took care of business last night. Really good second half for Oklahoma, a game they had to have. And, you know, it was fitting. I loved uh, what they did with, with uh, Toby's seat, you know, with the guitar and the mm-hmm. red solo cup yeah. and the OU cap. Very, very well done by Josie and company. I thought that was perfectly stated. The crowd was not quite what we wanted it to be, but they no. got into it in the second half, and it was Absolutely. a ni- nice win for OU, right? It, it was a great win for OU last night. I mean, it's a top-10 net win that you get at home. You needed that after losing three of your last four. You drop a game against a UCF team that you really feel like if you were going to steal another road win in Big 12 play, that was the one that you kind of had highlighted. So, yeah, it, it, it definitely helped – considering the circumstances that you go and win that basketball game after the way everybody felt about the news that we got yesterday morning. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Sooners, again, this game was even 34 apiece at halftime. The Sooners closed out the first half well. It could have been worse. BYU might have been up six or eight, but Oklahoma even the score at 34. And then Oklahoma outscores BYU by 16, 48-32 in the second half. Javion McCollum. Uh, you know, came back, had a 20-point effort, didn't shoot the three that well, 2 of 8, but he was 5 of 11 from the floor. He was 8 of 8 from the free throw line. BYU kept fouling a 90-plus yeah. 90% yeah. shooter down the stretch. Which is a, yeah. not a winning strategy that like Toby very, highlighted know, this Very morning. interesting, right? Yeah, let's foul the 92% guy. But worked out well for Oklahoma. 
Milos Uzan had 16. Rivaldo Suarez had 12. Man, he has been really, really good for Oklahoma of late. Jalen Moore had 11. Yeah. Did you did you hear his post game? I did, man, and it yeah. was great. It he was basically fantastic. said, "I got eight games left, man, yeah. and you know I'm pouring every my heart and soul into this." That's a kid who appreciates what he has and knows, he, you know, who knows if he could go play in Europe or something. Yeah. Not going to be an NBA guy, but he appreciates what he has and he's working his tail off and he's become a big factor for Oklahoma uh, here in the conference season of late. Yeah, and he's also somebody that kind of took a little bit of a risk by coming to OU. He could have gone anywhere. He was a starter last year for Oregon. Mm-hmm. Porter Moser kind of acknowledges with both him, guys like him and Hughley and with uh, Darthard as well, is that yeah, these guys are not our bench players. These are our second shift. That's the way that we we see these guys. These are starter level guys, starter quality guys that we're bringing in off the bench. And he took a, a little bit of a risk coming to OU because he wanted to give himself a chance at making the NCAA tournament for the first time in his collegiate career. And this is his sixth season now. I mean... You could hear in his voice last night, and I talked to Kevin, who interviewed him uh, in the locker room. He said that, you know, you can hear it in his voice that Waldo was getting teary-eyed, and he was was getting to a point where he was crying. So um, it's it's fantastic for something like that to where you see a guy that's that emotional, that invested in getting this team to the NCAA tournament – uh, and then also turning around and getting a win for a guy that's put 110% out there the last five or six games. Yeah, and he's been really a major factor for Oklahoma, you know, here for the last four or five games. Played really, really well, and the Sooners win 82-66. to They get ready for Bedlam Saturday evening, 6 o'clock at the LNC on ESPN+. And I, I love the call. Every beverage in a red solo cup Saturday. That's right. Which is great. Love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let's hear from Porter Moser in the postgame last night. Uh, the Sooners head man knows that his Oklahoma squad certainly needed that one. We did. I think I think we're all trying to, to, to stack wins. You're trying to go on one game win streaks in this league. And, uh, you know, you know that it's opportunity. You know, we lost a tough one. At, you know, we, we had a good road win at Kansas State. We turn around and don't play well at Central Florida. And you turn right around, and you got an opportunity to play the number seven team in the net. That's opportunity. So that's as daunting as this league is. There is opportunity. I mean, the opportunities are hard, but there is opportunity. And I think our guys knew that. They absolutely knew it. They knew it was a big win. They knew, you know, they knew they uh, had a great opportunity tonight here, um, here at home. Yeah, and they get it done. BYU, thirty-one percent from three, eight of twenty-six. You'll take that. Uh, if you're Oklahoma, BYU shoots a lot of threes, and they usually shoot it really well. Oklahoma out-rebounded BYU. So a really good win for OU last night, 82-66, to as we get ready for Bedlam on Saturday. Uh, Oklahoma State lost at Houston last night. Kelvin Sampson went crazy, uh, which was great. Uh, it's not too often you see a head coach get kicked out of a game when his team's up 20-plus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Kelvin, man, he was upset. Uh, man, he's done a great job there. They're 20-3. and three. Uh, Texas Tech losing at Baylor 79-73. The uh, one road team that won last night was Iowa State at Texas. Longhorns, I still think they have a pretty good lineup, man. They have been a 
big disappointment. They're now four and six in the league. By the way, for Oklahoma, as we know, OU dropped out of the top 25 in the AP and the coaches poll this week. The Sooners with the win now are 17 and six and five and five in the conference. But because of the league and the schedule that Oklahoma's played, Joe Lenardi still had OU as a six seed in the bracketology, the very latest bracketology. Uh, you know, win your home games. Beat Oklahoma State twice, and that gets you to seven. And then if you beat Cincinnati at home, there's your eight right there. It's a pretty simple formula. Now, Oklahoma State and Stillwater will not be an easy task. Oklahoma State's not very good, two and eight in the league. But again, you know, they recently had the victory over Kansas State. You never know what's going to happen in this league. But uh, because, you know, you've got Oklahoma State at home. You also have Kansas at home. You have Houston at home. Both those games will be very tough. You have Cincinnati at home. Beat Oklahoma State. Beat Cincinnati. If you can get one from Kansas and Houston, great. Uh, you have to go to Baylor. You have to go to Stillwater. You have to go to Ames to play Iowa State. And then you wrap up the year with a road matchup at the Longhorns in Austin. All right, uh, Thunder last night, even game, three minutes remaining. Big shots, though, from Lori Markinen of the Jazz, Keontae George, the former Baylor Bear, knocked down some big shots late. Oklahoma City had some open looks, couldn't knock him down late in the game. It was great to see Jada back, 26 points. SGA had 28 and 7 assists. Utah, though, beat Oklahoma City for the first time this year, 124-117. to 117. Thunder had a five-game winning streak going into that game against Utah, but couldn't get it done last night. Chet Holmgren had a game, too, 22 points, eight rebounds, four blocks, three assists, and three steals. Oklahoma City second in the West now behind the L.A. Clippers, who are red hot. They've won nine of ten. The Clippers are on fire right now. Next up for Oklahoma City, a matchup uh, Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock start against the Dallas Mavericks. Back home on Sunday for a matinee matchup with the Kings at 2 o'clock at the Paycom Palace. And then uh, next Tuesday at Orlando. Uh, so three more games before the All-Star break for Oklahoma City. And Sooner softball opens up tomorrow. They will play Utah Valley tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Then they'll play Duke at 1 p.m. in the Puerto Vallarta uh, classic uh, in Mexico, Oklahoma right now with a 53-game winning streak, three-time defending national champions, looking for a fourth, unprecedented territory. Uh, we'll see if the Sooners can get it done. They've got a really good top-10 matchup with Washington coming up on Friday night at 8.30, and then Saturday they play Long Beach State. We'll hear some audio from Patty Gasso coming up here in a little bit. All right, Mike Steely in with the Drake. Drake Dykin today. Parker's going to be in with Travis Davidson today, 2-6 to six on this Wednesday. want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Whether you're looking to repair, replace, or maintain your air conditioning or heating system, you need to give Lasher Home Comfort Systems a call. They're family-owned and operated. They service the greater Oklahoma City area. Uh, they've been around since 2007 with a great, great reputation. Call them up at 405-579-3113 for all of your heating and air needs. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, home comfort you can trust. The best soundbite I've heard about the passing of Toby Keith, and there have been a lot of good ones, but we'll have that for you when we get back. And Brian Bosworth Got emotional talking about Toby yesterday right here on The Ref. We'll have that as well next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KREF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. 
Welcome back. Mike Steele along with Drake Dykin today. Parker is in uh, from 2 to 6 today. He'll be on with uh, Travis Davidson. Tyler's out today. Hope you're having a great Wednesday so far. Appreciate you. And we'll be going to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line here in just a little bit. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. All right. Uh, you know, people have been talking about their memories of Toby Keith, tributes everywhere. And uh, this one was really good yesterday. Brian Bosworth on the rush with Teddy and Tyler. And you'll hear the Boz get emotional here in like the first five or six seconds of this clip. I think we all were pretty emotional yesterday. But this was uh, former Sooner great Brian Bosworth talking about uh, Toby Keith's passing. Yeah, definitely. Um, like many, woke up with um, a lot of voicemails and text messages and um, a lot of crying. You know, early in the morning. Um, you know, I just know there's a hole in the heart of Oklahoma, um, and really, and all of our, you know, great citizens that know and love and appreciate Toby for who he was, the legacy that he left, the man that um, uh, we all got a chance to be around and just enjoy friendship and fellowship. His eyes just lit up when he was around the Sooners, any of the coaches. Um, he appreciated his fans. You know, wherever he went, he was the epitome of humility uh, and just appreciated all the blessings that God gave him. And he shared all of those with everyone. Yeah, I thought, again, last night, just a beautiful touch by Joe C. and the folks over at OU with the uh, the tribute, with just the guitar and the red solo cup and the cap there. It was it was, it was was really well done. Very well done. And Simple. Yeah. But perfect. Uh, yeah. Really. Absolutely. I, I mean, and uh, I can't imagine what Joe C. was going through because, man, that's his, that's his, well, close friend, but his basketball buddy that's here – they're right by his side for every game. And then all of a sudden, you know, life changes in an instant and he's not there. But I thought they did a great job with that last night. And it was great for OU because, you know, Porter Moser paid tribute to uh, TK after the game and said they were very inspired. They wanted to go out and win for Toby Keith. And they played one of their better halves of basketball in a while last night uh, over, I think, a, still a good BYU team. And they won by 16 and they dominated the second half. Okay, so this morning I get up. I usually get up 4.30, 4.45, and I start looking for stuff, looking on ESPN and doing some things up in the, my sports room upstairs area. And then I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, X slash Twitter to find out if there's anything there that I can, you know, send to myself and put get in the production room and get some sound for us for the show. And I saw on Twitter – that Rolling Stone tweeted out Stephen Colbert pays tribute to Toby Keith. And I thought, wow, okay, I'll, uh, I'll check that out. And I watched the video, and I, was, I thought it was tremendous. I, I thought it was so good. I text Toby during a break. Man, I've got some great audio. It's about three minutes long, but it's really good. And T. Rowe ran it this morning, so you may have heard this this morning. And, and look, everybody's politically charged one way or the other, or a lot of people are these days. We know these are two people from opposing ends of the political spectrum. I don't think, you know, they're crazy fanatical on either side. But we kind of know where they both stand politically. But what is one of the things that we lack today? Common ground. 
decency, civility, respecting somebody else who might disagree with you. And they could be a great person. They don't agree with you politically. doesn't make them evil. No. doesn't make them a horrible human being. doesn't mean you can say, man, I saw your picture. Your wife looks like a killer whale or something. The kind of stuff you see on X all the time. So, and it was interesting because I asked TJ when I got in this morning, I thought, man, did when they heard Stephen Colbert, did people get mad in the text line? He said, well, one guy said, you know, I got to tell you, I heard Colbert mentioned, and I thought, boom, I'm out of here. But I went back and watched the video, and it was great. So this is Stephen Colbert, who became very close friends with Toby Keith, talking about the first time that TK came on his show, he had a game plan. Back when he was doing the Colbert rapport before he was, you know, took over in late night, um, he would come after guests a lot who didn't agree with him and really challenge them. But let's just let Stephen Colbert tell the story about uh, how he grew to love and have a great friendship with Toby Keith. Uh, last night, we lost one of the greats. Country music legend Toby Keith passed away at the age of 62. And I was shocked and saddened. When I saw the news this morning, I knew Toby was ill. I mean, he'd been fighting stomach cancer for some time, but I still had hope that we'd see each other again and that we would hear him on the stage. Because I was lucky enough to become friends with Toby over the years, as improbable as that seems. We met very early on on the Colbert Report. And back then, there was a not-so-helpful legend that I had knives out for some of my guests. And it didn't help that at the beginning, I sometimes did. And I remember having some kind of plan for Toby, I think related to his booting your ass song. but. Right before I went on stage, I remember vividly looking down at my shoes and saying, what are you doing? You're a host, he's your guest. Make him feel welcome, see who he is. And what do you know? We hit it off like a house of fire. I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed talking to Toby Keith. And evidently Toby had a good time too, because after the show, I was headed to a post-mortem meeting and he was coming out of his green room and those rooms were on the same hallway. And as he was heading for the door that goes out on 54th Street, he turned and caught my eye and said, hey man, you do a great job. Whatever the <laughs> it is you do. <laughs> and I took that as the greatest compliment, so much so that my, my then head writer, Allison Silverman, uh, for Christmas had that stitched on a pillow for me. <laughs> and it, it has been in my office ever since. That day, Toby taught me not to prejudge a guest and to have my intention, but to keep my eyes open to the reality of who they are. And for that lesson, and for a lot of other things, I'm always gonna be grateful. This is a man who rose from Oklahoma's oil fields where he worked on a rig and the state's football fields where he was a semi-professional defensive end to become one of the most consistent hit makers in country music for more than three decades. 20 Billboard number one songs. 42 top 10 hits and rooms full of platinum and gold albums. Toby was a great performer, unapologetically patriotic, opinionated, brash, often controversial, but resonating with legions of fans by writing their lives in a very real and entertaining way. So we had him on a lot. He was always fun. He was in my, my Christmas special back in 2008. Uh, we had him on this show where he gave me that guitar you see right there, which my son now plays, and I hope he'll think of Toby when he does it. One of my greatest honors was when I was asked to induct Toby into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, where I got to sing As Good As I Once Was, a song I used to listen to every night before going on stage. 
I think he enjoyed how unlikely a pair we seemed. I sure did. You know, like when, when people are excited when a duck and a horse are friends? <laughs> well, for the record, I was the duck. <laughs> but Toby was always surprising people. You would think you, you know who Toby Keith was. And then you're watching Obama's Nobel acceptance speech and there's Toby Keith giving him a standing ovation. Toby, what are you doing this time? Toby taught me not to judge people too quickly. And with his passing, I'm gonna try to remember that again. It's something we all need to remember because I'm sure Toby and I disagreed about many things as so many Americans do these days. More and more of us are angrier and angrier with each other. But tonight I will issue this invitation to anybody, I do not care who you are. I will meet you at this place. I will meet you at being brokenhearted that Toby Keith is gone. Thank you, big dog. I love that clip. That is so good. And can't you just hear Toby in his uh, gruff voice? You do a great job, whatever it is that what you do. What the bleep you do? <laughs> Yeah. And that was a much younger, mulleted uh, oh, yeah. Toby Keith back oh, yeah. then. Yeah, but I love that because, you know, one of the things, I guess, getting older and when you look on X or Twitter and you see everybody going after everybody all the time and it's so mean-spirited, you know, and if somebody identifies with this or that and you just automatically dismiss them as a human being. Yeah. 310 said, not sure if you know this, but TK was a registered Democrat until 2000, and uh, I did know that. I did know that. Um, until 2005, changed his affiliation to be independent. He really didn't like politics, but he did love our servicemen and women. That's why people think he was. Yeah, 310, I did know that. I didn't know it was 2005, but I do remember at one time he was a registered Democrat. And, you know, I, I despise politics with every fiber of my being because I think both sides have gone so radical. But the common ground usually doesn't that settle any argument uh, normally. Anger never does. Right. If you're pissed off at TJ mm -hmm. and TJ comes back and he's pissed off at you, uh -huh. you're going to walk to your separate areas and fume for a while. Right. But if you can find common ground and have some decency and civility and we all lose it sometimes. But. I love that where he said, you know, I decided for whatever reason that night, maybe that's a God thing. Yeah. You know, where divine said, intervention. Kind yeah. Of where thing. he said, you know what? I'm not going to come after this guy. I'm going to get to know him first. And then they become really good friends. And, you know, the same guitar that we saw in Toby's empty seat last night until they filled it so beautifully with that guitar was the same guitar that Toby gave to Stephen Colbert, whose son has now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just did so many things for people. And I love I love that soundbite because we could use a lot more of that in the world. Yeah, and what a, what a better legacy to leave. Like, obviously, all the music, like, Colbert ran through all the hits, all the top ten uh, songs that he had charted. I mean, everybody knows the amount of music in Oklahoma that Toby Keith, how big of an OU fan, but to be able to, like you said, as, as politically charged as it's become in the U S especially, it's brought out the worst in people, oh, yeah. especially the last decade. And for part of your legacy to be, yeah, this is a guy that's going to try to get along with you no matter what and was able to. 
Yeah, you knew him I better than I, I did. Don't know you were the, around him a lot more. You know, I was around him just yeah. a couple times. But he was always so genuine with people. And I love the fact, again, that, uh, you know, like yesterday, you saw some what you knew was going to happen. Well, it's because he took the vaccine. Or, well, he was, you know, he propped up the war and, you know, and all of that. And you, people think they know people. Yeah. You have no clue. No yeah. clue what what he did with the uh, for children in the area, yeah. you know, for charities well, and, uh, you know, touch so many people. How many stories we get yesterday about somebody who was sick and Toby Keith yeah. went to play a song for him well, or and, whatever, you know, you know, and I, he did it mainly anonymously. Mm-hmm. We, we find out a lot about these stories. So you think, you know, somebody by whatever you think they're affiliated with. You don't know them. You do not. You think you do. Yeah. But you well, don't. And it's funny that so you mentioned everything they some with the you kind of alluded to the OK Kids Corral that right. he's put on. Yep. Which for those of you that don't know, like I didn't really think of like I knew of that charity and I thought about that charity yesterday, but it wasn't until Porter came on in post game last night that you know, and I'm getting a little teary eyed just thinking about it. But you know, he put on this charity for multiple decades, I believe it was. And or maybe it was um, Mike Stoops when he was on with uh, the Rush yesterday. I yeah. can't remember. Which it was one good it was. to hear Mike on yesterday. By it, the way, one of the two mentioned. You know, this is a guy that did benefit charity for cancer treatment and for patients undergoing cancer treatment for decades, and it's the same thing they used to come to in the end. Yeah, which yeah. which is, you know. Even more of a little bit of a tragedy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, what he did for people financially, emotionally, anonymously is, I mean, the man filled up those 62 years with a lot of good. And I thought last night, I want to jump in and tell these people, you have no idea what this dude was all about and what he did. None. And, again, those people are idiots. And I I just thought to myself, you know, and see, here I am calling somebody an idiot. But some of them are. But I thought, you know, I just I don't want to get dragged into that because it'll be a never-ending deal. But Toby Keith led a very – you know, that that dude worked his ass off to get yeah. to where he was and become a star. And then he gave back. And you can't ask for anything more than that as no, much as he not gave at all. Back. And it's you mentioned the people think that they know celebrities. It's kind of ironic that you bring that up because earlier this week I was I was listening to the Smartless podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, Jason Bateman from Ozark and mm-hmm. Arrested Development, Will yeah. Arnett, Sean Hayes, who was on Will and Grace, they have celebrities on and everything. And kind of Will Arnett was explaining how it is that he explained to his six-year-old, five, six-year-old son why it is that people would just come up to him and act like, oh, I know you. And just the explanation, like you said, people think that they know these celebrities. And he's saying they think that they know dad, they don't know me, but they have this representation that's been built up for them that they think they know that they feel comfortable enough to come up and talk to me. Yeah. And that's that's, that's 100% what celebrity is. All right, we're going to take a break. We've gone way over, but it's hard to stop talking about uh, Toby Keith. But I, I, the Colbert clip to me sums up what he was all about in so many ways, you know. 
because obviously he charmed uh, Colbert and Colbert, you know, saying basically that clip. Yeah, less. That's where we got the audio from. It's from it's on YouTube. You can find it on X anywhere. Just search Stephen Colbert, Toby Keith. But, you know, decided I'm going to get a chance to know this guy and then thought this is a great dude, man. I like hanging out with him. And they struck up a friendship. And you could tell that uh, Stephen Colbert was was very uh, broken up about the passing of his buddy, Toby Keith. All right, break time right here. Let's come back. Man, how about the allegations that we got from Jason Belzer of the Crimson and Cream Collective on the OU Insider Under the Visor podcast? We'll talk about that when we get back. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Home of Sooner fans on this Wednesday. And when we get back, we'll have that audio for you. Some accusations that are pretty strong. We'll play it next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Good choice. Great song, too. The OJs. 70s, very nice. That's right. That should, that should be the theme of college football these days, at least with the NIL and the transfer portal. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So uh, Parker and Brandon Drum, and you've got Jesse over there uh, working with OU Insider now as well. They had their Under the Visor podcast the other night, and uh, Jason Belzer – who is running the Crimson and Cream Collective for OU, uh, had this to say the other night about what happened with the Caden Green situation. He had a great year at Oklahoma. Sooner fans love this kid, played well against Texas, looked like a future All-American on the O-line for Oklahoma. I mean, it looked like he was going to go to the NFL and be, you know, part of Bill Biedenboe's flock that eventually becomes an all-pro in the National Football League. But guess what? NIL came calling possibly way too early, and that changed the whole situation. The Sooners did their best to try and keep him. It didn't work out. Here's Jason Belzer talking about what happened with the Caden Green ordeal. We basically came close to matching what he had asked, and then – he sort of said, you know what, I'm going to go and go into the portal or whatever. And it was done. Right. So we were not in control. Right. At the end of the day, we can only have those conversations. That being said, I can tell you, and I don't mind saying this on the record, there was some substantial tampering that was occurring with him. And there was tampering that was occurring with his direct I believe his father is really his agent. I don't know if he actually has an agent directly that's mm-hmm. working with him. But there were conversations that were happening with him while he was still a student athlete. He wasn't in the portal. We saw a lot of that this year. There you go. So, and this is uh, something that most of us surmised, right, when this happened. That, man, there had to be some kind of, uh, you know, I I don't know if there's a loophole or anything, if Caden Green's dad can get with, you know, or whatever. They... However, you know, people are always, not everybody, but people try and bend the rules or break the rules in this life. There are people who do that. 
but find, find loopholes. Yes, yeah. find loopholes. We always thought, mm-hmm. well, we can't recruit you, uh, you know, as an inducement. But let's just say you get here, and Bill Jones has a Chevrolet dealership. Once you get here, and he's going to pay two hundred thousand dollars. We've already talked to Bill, and that's that's a done deal. Is that an inducement to get to somebody in campus, or is that the promises of an NIL deal? It, that sounds very shady to me. But we all thought that Missouri had to be in contact with maybe not Caden, but his father. And, you know, and we also heard that it, later in the podcast, he said close to five times what Oklahoma was willing to pay. And that Oklahoma was willing to pay what they thought his market value was. And it was somewhere in the $250,000 range. So do the math. If, if you think that's accurate, do the math. So that's the day and age of college football we're living in right now. Where, uh, And he also said that, you know, they're fine for this next year, but they are going to need some help from Sooner fans going forward. You know, I don't know how many billionaires or multi-multi-millionaires OU has in relation to other schools. You know, uh, and look, OU – has a lot of support. But in this day and age, unless the situation changes, they're going to need fans' help. And that's not an easy ask right now with inflation. And people are saying, man, I've got enough problems trying to get my cable bill paid or trying to cut the cord or whatever. But the the situation, again, moving forward after another year or so, they're they're going to need help from the fans. So we'll see if Sooner fans will step up, you know. I think they will, but that's the reality of the situation we're in right now. All right, uh, to, 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 uh, we we need to get back on the clock because we went over in the last segment. So we'll get to your text in the next segment, but you guys give us your opinion on what went down there. Anything uh, Toby Keith related, again, if you couldn't get through yesterday and you have a story or whatever, whatever you want to talk about, we will get to it. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line uh, right here on the ref. So let's Call a timeout right here. Get right back to your texts. Next, on this Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune without Thune with the Drake, here on the home of Sooner fans. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the ref, home of Sooner fans. Okay, let's dedicate this segment to your text on the uh, Kadippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. We ran a lot of sound early today because there was so much good sound to get to. We want, we want you to sound off at 405-651-3439, Kadippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. By the way, all of our sound clips, the ortho central clips of the day today because we've got a lot of good ones They are located in Norman, Midwest City, and now their Tri-City area has been operational for a while. Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard, they do a tremendous job in their full-service clinics treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Drake, do you want to handle the the text line? Yeah, I can do that. Are you sure you're capable? Uh, no. All right. But I can try. Give it your best shot. Uh, let's see. Let's start out with Matt from Dewey. Let's start off with some TK text real quick. I bet Toby and Jimmy Buffett are chilling out right now. Good job, Stephen Colbert. You're a class act in my eyes. Whatever the bleep it is you do. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I mean, I think all of us could see that scene in our minds when he talked about Toby uh, trying to give him a, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, a shout out as he was leaving the interview. 
Good stuff. Uh, Lindsay on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line out of the 405 says, thanks for playing the Colbert clip. It's true. If we were all like Toby, the world would have so much hope. Yeah, like I said, you know, here's the deal with what he did. He didn't come from a lot. He was working in the oil fields, playing semi-pro football, and he just keep kept writing songs, perfecting his craft, not giving up and became one of the biggest country stars of the last 25 years or so, right? And uh, it's it's just a great story. And didn't forget his roots, love of more Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, his family, the Sooners, you know, his faith. Uh, you know, he obviously built Belmar. Loved to play golf. And that was kind of his hangout when he was around. He had yeah. his place in... Cabo or wherever it was did very well but you know what he gave back so much yeah I had Hollywood Corners uh on the north side of town as mm -hmm. well yeah. yeah I mean there's lots of different businesses that Toby Keith had his hands in that made the Norman community richer and it, that's not even getting into all the philanthropy Hollywood Corners like every now and then is a pretty good hang yeah. you know when you go out there and just listen to some live music oh, yeah. Shay if nothing else I mean Every time you go by, you'll either see a really nice bike or an old-school uh, vintage car as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, K-Dub in the 918. Uh, get ready to snap some fingers, Sealy. He has a poem for Toby Keith. Oh, really? Keith. Okay. okay. Uh, Toby Keith was what we all aspire to be, a Sooner, an American, a man that God set free, someone that made it big but never treated you as though he did. A man who faced similar sorrows, we all do, yet was a man who relied on faith to make it through. That man is a hero to his family, to the military, to cancer victims, to Sooner Nation. To cancer victims, to Sooner Nation. My life goal is be a blessing on people like he did. That will forever be my motivation. All right, K-Dub. Well done. Well done, K-Dub. Okay, uh, people are talking about the tampering stuff as well. Uh, no stopping the tampering today out of the 909, uh, which is California. This might be Mealshoe, uh, Texan, admitting that there's no stopping. Think so? It's, yeah. It's well, here's the deal, by the way. Uh -huh. The NCAA, once you thought of the NCAA as a really stupid version of a, uh, like a power lifter, you know, <laughs> that... He might be able to bench 350 pounds and have the orange spray tan and wear right. the Speedos around, but he had uh -huh. no brains. Yeah. The NCAA didn't have a lot of brains, but they, they, we perceived that they were strong men. Yeah. And at times, you know, when they laid the, uh, the hammer down, gave SMU the death penalty, they had some power. But the NCAA is Pee Wee Herman now. Yeah. They're the 98-pound weakling. They, you know— People, institutions, college football is the Wild West. People are running amok. They're doing whatever they can. Um, and this gives for, you know, a place like Missouri that's had some good players and some good teams every now and then. But if you've got a lot of money and a lot of big-time boosters, then guess what? You can make some inroads. Now, the question is, is this a long-term strategy? Will we eventually have some kind of – and I think the, the one hope would be some form of a collective bargaining agreement. But that's going to be tough because that limits salaries or payments in most situations. 
but both sides would have to agree with it. Yeah, potential. Potential, yeah, all those things. So I still think we're a long ways away. Well, and, you know, Steely, we've talked about this a lot, too. This is the problem that you get into whenever you put something out there like NIL, make it the Wild West. The toothpaste is already out of the tube. And it is a lot more difficult to go back and start instituting all these rules and regulations whenever you've already made yourself a toothless tiger like the NCAA. We're probably going to have, you know, a college football super conference. The, the SEC and the Big Ten are, you know, having meetings about this. We're probably going to have that, and the NCAA will end up doing what it really does best, and that is run championships. Yeah. And stay out of the the other business. Because somebody asked Slim Brady, so are they broke Oklahoma then? I think that Oklahoma is in pretty good shape. But Oklahoma, maybe right now, the analogy might be is like Oklahoma could move into Nichols Hills, but maybe not Gallardia right now. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, A&M and Texas and Ole Miss and – uh, you know, Old Miss crashed the gate once the uh, the gates were open. The uh, the the guarded the guards aren't there, and they just crashed through the gates. Missouri's kind of doing the same thing. So again, if this is eventually, and I hope it won't, but we we don't know what it's going to look like in five years. But if your success is determined by how many millionaires and billionaires you have, mm-hmm. then we're in for a again. Oklahoma's got money, and they have people that will donate. But you know, I don't. I don't know how many stack up against Missouri's money or Ole Miss money or te- Texas and Texas A and M money. You know, Texas and Texas A and M have had more for a while. So hopefully, it'll be the culture. It'll be, you know, getting paid for what you do, which should have happened a long time ago. The NCAA sat on this for so long, and then once they got their butts beat in court, the floodgates opened, and here we are. Well, and they just continually get their butts beat in court. And they that's do. that's the problem. They, they have yet to get any sort of victory on any of this. And a lot of it is because judges are saying, hey, you can't – exactly what we talked about. You can't go back after the fact and try to legislate this. It's already done. You already said this is what it is. You can't change the rules after the fact. And that's that's part of the problem, too. There's no telling how this eventually gets done to be legislated because, like you said, the conferences are going to have to be on the board, but the players and the families probably won't. It's kind of like the Tennessee deal when they issued a statement about being, you know, the investigation and everything. They were like, what? Are you serious? I know we've been in trouble before, but everybody's doing this. Maybe not everybody, but there are a lot of schools that are. Okay, thanks to Last Year Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Do a great job heating and air needs. You need them taken care of. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. All right, we have another hour to go. Keep it here. More text on the way on the Home of Sooner fans. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on the Home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Taking you into hour number two on a Wednesday. Which is brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Locally operated in Norman and Edmond. BlackThunderRoofing.com. 405-473-8028. 
They also service Shawnee, Yukon, and Mustang, Black Thunder Roofing, your local roofer. Angie's List, Superior Service Award winner, four times. Again, not once, twice, or three times, but four times. Four times. Think about how hard that is to do. The OU softball team is going after their fourth consecutive national title. You know, and they start tomorrow. Patty Gasso talked about, you know, it's going to be tough. Black Thunder Roofing has already done it. Black Thunder Roofing can do it all. A one-stop shop for customers who are looking for one contractor. BlackThunderRoofing.com. 405-473-8028. That's 405-473-8028. Also, want to mention our friends at Riverwind Casino. Great promotions happening for Friday night. Get out there, play with your wild card, particularly on Mondays and Tuesdays, and then get out there for the drawings on uh, Friday nights in the 80K Leap Into Love promotion. Win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play they're giving away. They also have their first drawing in the 60K Cupid's, Cupid's Mad Dash Uh, They're doing this on this Saturday night and on February 24th, that Saturday night. From 6 to 11.30, they'll be drawing out three winners every half hour and random hot seat drawings for a chance to win $250 in cash and $500 in bonus play. Then just before midnight uh, on the 10th this Saturday night and the 24th that Saturday, two grand prize winners will be drawn out to receive $500 in cash, $1,000 in bonus play, plus any other unclaimed cash so the cupid's mad dash first uh, random hot seat drawings will be happening again this saturday night so riverwind casino nearly three thousand electronic games the best selection of games all your favorite table games big time poker room off track betting best promotions bars and dining the river buffet chips and ales pub restaurant great food court gift shop is really good and they've got a world-class hotel attached right there to the casino so, and next up at the Showplace Theater will be Scotty McCreary coming up February 23rd. In March, Jay Leno and Jim Gaffigan. In April, we've got Ryan Bingham, the singing cowboy from Yellowstone, the series. Kip Moore on a Saturday night. We've got Chelsea Handler coming in May. And uh, Brantley Gilbert also coming in May to the Showplace Theater. By the way, I am here today, not with Parker Thune, but we're here with the Drake. And you guys know that... Uh, the Drake is always met with very mixed reviews, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even like Drake. You don't like the Drake? I hate the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. Oh. Can we clip that soundbite? I need to go back into my studio and take out, and just, let's just run the first two seconds. Yeah. Where it just sounds like that. Just cut it off right after, yeah. No, 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 no. Yes, right there. That should do it. I don't even like Drake. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, I heard a one T.J. Perry telling a story uh, when Toby Keith came back and he had to cut a spot here. <laughs> yeah. And there was a big spread that, uh-huh. you know, super celebrity comes out. I mean, none of us are celebrities here. I mean, if no. we're a celebrity, we're like on uh, the 1.5 out of 10 celebrity scale. But when Toby yeah. Keith Great comes value in. Great value celebrities. Yes, yeah. Toby Keith, that's an 11. Yeah, now, that's this, right. This one goes to 11 that's right. out of 10. That's right. So there's going to be a, a spread of really good stuff, including designer cookies. And somebody apparently, after Toby Keith left and did his spot, said, go ahead and send everything back to the agency. Yeah. 
So okay, and yeah, so yeah, you yeah. were upset yeah. and let, stomping well, around because yeah. the cookies were so, taken away for three con- days. Context here is important, obviously. I uh, you're, you're the new cookie monster. Yeah, is that's what I hear. that's right, that's right. No, uh, this was me like straight out of college. So anytime that like this was right after you cursed Sonny Galloway. Uh, a years within a year or so. Yeah, 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 something like that. Um. This is fresh out of college, Drake. And, you know, anytime any free food was brought up into the station, you know what it's like. It's, it's, it is a novelty. Everybody just kind of flocks towards it and everything. Well, all the poor media types yeah, think that's free right. meal. That's right. Well, it was midday whenever they start bringing all these uh, cookies and kind of like fruit and all this big spread, like TJ was telling the story. And, Toby Keith, uh, TJ reminded me of the context of why it is that he was not in the mood for it. He had come back from, I think it was Vegas the night Wasn't before. Wasn't he partying with Sammy and Hagar? He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and flew in like that morning at, at overnight and had to do something. I believe it was for Ford. He was still yeah, the Ford This wasn't like a local yokel no, spot. You this, guys were recording it for him because it was, was a national it commercial. It was a national agency that said, okay, where's the place that you can go that's local for you? They were trying to make it as convenient as possible. He's like, they wanted him to come out to L.A. and said, like, no, 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 we're – I'm not coming to LA to record this. You guys can, we'll find a place in the Norman area. So he comes here and his, I don't know, his driver, his handler, however you want to call it, comes in first and says, he sees all this spread and he's like, he's not going to want any of this. And the ad agency is just adamant. Like, oh no, 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 no. He'll see it. He'll love it. He'll want some of it. So Toby comes in just immediately like makes a beeline into the production room that you usually see TJ working in and just goes and cuts the spots. Mm. Agency people are like, okay, here's the script. We'll just give you this and you can come treat yourself afterwards. Well, he gets the script. Of course it's Toby Keith. He's a professional one and done. He has his take and has a take that the ad agency is happy with, which as you know, uh, is a very high bar to clear. Typically. Did they give him 35 seconds of copy to right, fit in 30 right. that's, seconds? That's, like that's, always that happens. That also is very much. That's why every for, commercial yeah. I sound like the old FedEx guy. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Um, so he comes out and the ad agency, it's like, behold, everything that we've given for you uh, today, Toby, uh, just take your pick. And he's like, mm, I'm okay. So the ad agency, they just look like that, and Toby just walks out immediately with uh, his driver, and then it just deuces. He was taking care of business. He wanted that yeah. spot done. He was and taking then care get... of business. He was yeah. ready to go to bed yeah. is what it looked like. And he gets out of here, and the ad agency, they just look distraught. They're like, we spent all this money on all this food that now we have nothing to do with. And they just kind of look to us, and they're like, to Tracy Gray, who was at the station at the time still. Worked with her for a long time. Love Tracy. But she... Uh, that's what you say before you get your shot Yeah, before in you right get there, your basically. shot in. Before, before you get, get the little uh, stab in. Love her. Worked a long love, time. Love, By the way, what a... But, but, this situation... They're like, here, we'll leave this here for all of you guys at the station. My ears perk up immediately. I'm like, yes. Like, I'm going to get a little bit of something extra in addition to my lunch today. 
And Tracy, without hesitation, says, oh, no, we don't have anybody that would eat this here. And which she knows is a lie because radio stations are filled with people that are very eager to eat free food whenever it's right. And sometimes it's the sales yeah. buzzards who sweep in first yeah, at other right. stations that's where right. we had a bigger sales that's force. Right. We've got a pretty you know, decent sized yeah. one here. But, you know, with the four or five stations at places I previously worked and you would hear, yeah, there's free food came in from so-and-so's barbecue or whatever. And you'd go there and it just looked like a carcass was left over because the sales buzzards who usually made the most money mm-hmm. swooped in before you could get there. That's right. And picked it, picked everything clean. That's right. Now, Here's what she was doing, all right? She was kissing up to the ad agency oh, yeah. because she wants buys from the ad oh, yeah. agency. Yeah. So she bust you. She didn't yeah. care about your appetite. Yeah, that's right. You've got to, you know, you've got to suck up to the ad agency. And But she left you cookie-less, and you were very that's upset. Right. I was I was quite upset. But that, that is one of the things I always think about when I – aside from seeing Toby Quartzide, mm-hmm. so basically all my – life i Toby mean really Keith's lack of hunger that morning because yeah. he was very tired and hungover it, cost he, you he a was, free box no, no, of cookies no, no. he was a man of the people that day and mm. was wanting to give it to us yeah. and but he I wasn't was, i was cookie he was, blocked he didn't morning. have an appetite let's just call it what point. it is i was cookie blocked that morning okay ceiling <laughs> don't, please don't say that <laughs> please refrain please you were cookie blocked but I just remember TJ was laughing so hard the other day. Drake was so mad about those cookies. He stopped oh, around yeah. here for it, three it, or four days. It was days. one of those stories where it was coming back to him right as he was. And immediately, whenever he started telling that story, I was like, oh, no. I know exactly what happened here, okay? Like, people don't forget. Drake, how do you get in all these stories? You nearly got beat up by Sonny Galloway. Uh-huh. You're the cookie monster. Apparently. You're on this, uh, you know, eastbound and down goose chase through the state of kansas running uh-huh. from the uh, highway patrol yeah you seem and, to be a very unassuming guy i think you might yeah. be a part of a cartel or something it, it's you know there was a point you kind of look like I jesse was, pinkman now that i think about it without any hair <laughs> the, uh there was a point in time to where i had a black suburban and i was camping out outside of a particular house mm. but that's neither here nor there but right. um yeah, I've got I've got another story for you too. At some point, uh, it has to do with the night before the Big Twelve Championship versus that was was it twenty one or no twenty was Iowa State, correct? Uh, my old man brain doesn't register. I think that twenty was Ye- yes. The years only the up rematch. to like twenty ten, yes, and then everything was, else is I'll, very. I'll hard. tell it to you at some point. Yeah. In time. I don't know so. if you can tell it today because there's somebody on the text line right, right now that's going, I don't, I don't care, care about, about Drake losing his cookies. What's the latest on recruiting? That's right. So, in fact, there may be one there right now. All right, 405-651-3439. I need a drink of water. Hang on. You ever know anybody who drinks coffee like that? They take a sip and... The, the, guy, the, 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 I work with the Wichita Falls every time. Isn't that a Seinfeld episode? Maybe it it's is. It's either Seinfeld or it's Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's a girl that either Larry or Jerry's dating. Uh, uh, that- this happened way back in like yeah. 1990. We had okay. a guy, don't want to mention any yeah. names, great guy, Jim Allen. But every time he'd take a sip of coffee, it was first he'd slurp it and then... 
It's something off of a sitcom for yeah. sure that somebody would do the maybe little, somebody ran mm-hmm. into Jim Allen yeah. from Wichita Falls back in the day. It's possible. All right, we're gonna take a break right here. Let's come back, talk a little sooner basketball. Kelvin Sampson Sampson on his ejection last night as well. And Patty Gasso talking sooner softball. It all gets started tomorrow morning. Keep it here on the ref. The 1 o'clock hour of the Steelman and Thune at Noon show is brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Black Thunder Roofing can do it all. A one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor. Locally operated in Norman and Edmond, blackthunderroofing.com, 405-473-8028. All right, we're back. Mike Steele along with Drake Dykin in for Parker today. Parker's going to be on uh, 2 to 6 today with Travis Davidson. Cataract surgery, two words you don't want put together, but many times it is an inevitable step later in life or sometimes, you know, like in your 40s. And if you have that surgery, it's not just about restoring your sight. It's really about upgrading your quality of life. So when it's time for cataract surgery, you have one really big decision, like fourth and one, that can affect your vision for the rest of your life. And that choice between a standard lens, which many times requires you to rely on the old man or old lady glasses for reading later, or you can get a premium lens. Consider Panoptics, Vividi, or a light-adjustable lens, the leading choices that can provide crystal-clear vision and freedom from glasses. So if you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Dr. Bellardo and company, they are the best. Okay, 405-651-3439. Let's hit up that Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line jerky sooner says, Hell, my wife uh, cookie blocked me last night. It's never good to get cookie blocked. If you want a Chips Ahoy or whatever you want, you go for it. Oreo, whatever it is. Fight through. Uh, let's see. The universities who receive millions of dollars from TV contracts should pay the players, not Joe Schmo, who makes 60K a year and pays for cable. You know, I, I wish because I understand right now with inflation, prices, you know, they might go lower somewhere down the road. The economy is topsy turvy at times. But the uh, the GCBs, what I call the GCBs, the greedy corporate bastards, most of them have, don't care about you at all. You are a cog in the machine of making them money. So when people are struggling right now, it, it is kind of a tough ask. And somebody might say, oh, come on, cough up 10 bucks. You do that at 7-Eleven or whatever. But, you know, people are budgeting tight. But I hope that the Sooners can get... It going. I think they're doing a pretty good job now, but you know what Jason Belzer said is they're good for the next year or so, but they're going to need some help from the fan base. That's just the reality of the situation. Uh, let's see. Uh, sorry for this mini rant. This is from Muskogee Finch, by the way. Sorry for this mini rant, but I'm tired of hearing about how fans and everyday folks should pony up for money for athletes. As the young cats say, miss me on that. You ever said miss me on that, uh, Seal Man? I have not, but I'm not very cool. Uh, I will not be benefiting from anyone's name, image, or likeness, so I think it's up to B.C. Clark to come out with a line of uh, JFA wedding bands. 
They can pony up all they want. Quit trying to put this on the fans. Well, I would recommend Mitchell's Jewelry myself, but also B.C. Clark has maybe the greatest jingle in the history of jingles. It's certainly up there. Locally, there's no doubt. But I understand that's kind of the battle that you're fighting right now, you know, because fans feel like, man, I'm already paying eight bucks for a beer or 12 bucks for a beer and 12 bucks for a pretzel. And, you know, if I want a bottle of water, that's five bucks or whatever. Um, They're being stretched pretty thin right now. They really are. And that's why a lot of people, you know, maybe why people aren't going to the games as much. I'm just, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I'm sure Joe C. and they they talk about all the time. Yeah. Trying to get that fan experience right. They did the $2 beers. I think that's been good. Sometimes you have to do that, you know. But... uh, you can sit at home and watch YouTube TV and watch four games at once in the comfort of your home. You want to go grab a beer out of the fridge? It's not a $12 beer. Right. You you might get have a $12, you know, 12-pack or something. Mm-hmm. But fans can only do so much. Now, again, they'll think of some creative ways because – OU has the best AD in the country, and, and yep. they know what they're doing there. But it's a challenge to get people out to events more than ever because the comfort of their own home, it's hard to leave. You Sometimes you have to pry them out of there with a great deal. Um, so, anyway, I, I just uh, – but, you know, Jason Which, Belzer was just talking about the reality of the situation. Yeah, and, and you know, I've thought about two – which you bring up a good point that it's being it's becoming more difficult to get people to come out to these events because it is becoming incrementally more and more expensive and everything's becoming more expensive to be mm-hmm. honest i mean the the rising cost for everything the last 5 years has been just astronomical but i almost wonder if it comes to a point in time to where schools like ou like Maybe an OU, maybe say an Alabama, a Florida, to where they see it. And I don't know the legality of this. So if it's something that probably isn't legal, there's somebody that probably already knows out there. But I almost wonder if there's a point in time to where, you know, they tack on all these different service fees for tickets and for your seat and so on and so forth. I almost wonder, is there a point in time to where there's like a $5 NIL fee? That comes with each person's ticket. That's that's one of the ways that banks do it and yeah. whatever. That wait a minute, where'd this come from? Mm-hmm. But look, we might get to a point down the road where, you know, that's why when we're talking about building new arenas like Baylor's what seats eight thousand mm-hmm. basketball. Texas can expand for concerts, but it's basically ten thousand for basketball, right? Yeah. Ten, eleven thousand. Because people aren't going to as many games. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know, down the road, here's what's going to happen. They'll find out another way to make that money. They always do. And some of that may be, all right, well, you're not coming to the games. Guess what? You're going to have a la carte carte choices for your game views. All right? Mm -hmm. It might be, I don't know if it would be OU. Uh, but let's say let's say OU does that down the road because everybody does it. And you may pay for the non-conference games. For the Temple matchup, you want to watch OU Temple, eight ninety nine. You want to watch Oklahoma, Texas, which you would think would always be on broadcast TV. But again, who knows, maybe in 10 years. Oklahoma, Texas, 
$29.99. You want to watch it, uh, depending on the level of the game. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, you know, in the next couple of years, but I wouldn't rule that out. Uh, so we'll see. But I understand the fans' perspective. But if you can do anything, you know, they, they will need your help because they're, some of these schools – I guess Missouri Walton money is if it wasn't uh, the Walton, was it Sam Walton? Wasn't he a Missouri grad? Sam or Walton, something? yeah. Um, or from Missouri. We'd have to go ahead I and thought Google he, them up. Maybe. I know that they started up in Arkansas. Yeah. I thought that he was had Arkansas time, I, so I could yeah, be Yeah, that though. well, you know, it's uh the headquarters in the museum is yep. there and what what is it? we've been there. They've got the uh, they've got the museum. UNJ. Yeah, it, what is the city? Not though? me and you. What is the city though? Where it is? Uh, Little Rock. No, it's not Little Rock. It's uh, go on. What's the city's name? Um, I can't remember. Somebody will let me know on the text line. But again, the uh, text line knows all, Steely, when it comes to obscure. They facts do. Like well, this. you've got nine million people out there yeah. that can come up with an answer. So. For for instance, out of the four hundred five, we have the answer on the. Uh, quote, Seinfeld episode, Elaine had a classmate named... Bentonville, thank you, Shark. Thank you, Shark. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Elaine had a classmate uh, named Alex who awed after every sip of coffee, causing her to reject her boyfriend, uh, Joel Rifkin's choice of a new Oh, Joel Rifkin. Didn't he become the serial killer or something, Joel Rifkin? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that, but yeah. All right, uh, we've got about a minute here, so Bentonville, everybody's answering. Everybody is, yes. Thank you so much. As I said. Yeah, we went there, and we went to the whole area, and they've got the Frank Lloyd Wright mini house there and anything, which was really cool to see. Yeah. But, um, you know... I don't know. OU has money. This Oklahoma stuff is inaccurate. They've got money, but you know what? Again, you've got some of these schools out there that, you know, they're like I said, they are unabashedly yeah. going after as much money as they can get and throwing out there as much money as they By can By the get. way, getting a message on the secret Textoso line uh, that Sam Walton's daughter went to Missouri. So that's the tie there. Uh, okay. I, so he was born in Arkansas, or do we know? I don't know. You know what? The freaking Missouri. Like I said, if this becomes just hopefully again, this money culture, I got to get mine. Of course, the problem is that's the kind of society we're living in now with young people. I got to get my clicks. I got to get, man, I got to get my picture out there. That's right. I got to get, man, in my attention. I got to get my attention. I've got to get my attention out there today. I've got to get my attention. Got to get my attention. Got to get my attention all the time. So I am hoping, again, the the war of good versus evil in college football is Brent, people who are still trying to develop young men, players, culture first, with money involved, versus that we're just throwing everything out there, man. You guys, whatever you want, you know, um, and it's more about me and the money for a player than championships and culture. And hopefully – it doesn't get to that point, but it's certainly going to get to that point at a lot of places. Uh, you know, we've seen that already. Sam Walton was born in Oklahoma. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, according to, go to the uh, Shady 580. Really? I'll have to go ahead and Google him up. Uh, born in Kingfisher as well is what, yeah, we're getting lots of lots of Sam Walton information on the text line Kingfisher? Right what? Yeah. How is this money not going to the University of Oklahoma? Boone Pickens grew up an OU fan. I know he gave some money to you, right? But I mean, how 
How is this happening? Are there some strong men that can go out and talk to these people? See, now, I've already jumped from the culture to the money and me nah, stuff. No. Nah. So. Nah, yep. All right, let's take a break right here, 405-651-3439. Let's also hear from Patty Gasso when we get back. More of your text. Stan Kroenke is the Walton family member at Missouri. Yeah, he's he's got a little bit of money, David. Yeah, it's – we need to – can we get the billionaire – the boomer billionaires together and have a meeting with them? I'm sure they have, um, you know, like they haven't done that. But I'm saying you've got to give more billions. <laughs> Or at least multi-millions. You want to fall behind Missouri? Joe Washington's run would have never happened back in the 70s if it was like this. It's very distressing. All right, break time. And uh, Black Thunder Roofing, thank you for sponsoring our second hour. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. All right, coming right back. More texts. We'll hear from Patty Gasso. Keep it here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, welcome back. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Right before we get to your text, Sooner Softball all starts tomorrow. Two games in Puerto Vallarta. They play Utah Valley at 10.30 a.m. and then Duke at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Friday night, 8.30, top 10 matchup, number one Oklahoma. Washington is 7-1, Poland 10 and another, I think. Uh, that's an 8.30 p.m. game Friday night. And then Saturday, OU and Long Beach State at 1 o'clock. We are carrying the Friday-Saturday uh, games, is that correct? Friday, Saturday, yes. Yes, here in the ref. That's correct. So, uh, well, Patty Gasso and company, three straight national championships. Patty's going to have maybe the biggest statue on campus before it's all said and done. And uh, they are looking to win their fourth straight natty, which is uh, unprecedented territory. Uh, they've got, you know, some of the news the other day. T.R.A. Jennings going to be the first person to start at shortstop. Nicole May, uh likely to be, again, the first starter, and they've got a great freshman class coming in. They, Despite losing some really good players, really good players, they are bringing a lot back. This senior class is unbelievable. But the newcomers, again, show a lot of promise as well. Here's Patty talking about mixing in the newcomers with those uh, championship veterans. I am trying to get them to enjoy, you know, the stress of, of the moment comes. I'm trying to get them to just play free, they're used to doing that. But new athletes come into this program and they look around at the athletes and like, oh geez, okay, I gotta perform at this level. There's a little bit of that. So half of our team are returners, the other half are newcomers. So it's trying to really blend them. And um, I think we're doing a pretty good job of that. I just gotta get the nerves calm. I gotta get them to have fun. I gotta get leaders to lead. And that's the upperclassmen. I've got to count on them. I've got to have a team that's playing as a team and not as individuals. And when the lineup is written out, that they're not having, you know, tantrums and pouting over that, you know, that they were just adults, that they're women, playing like women, acting like women, 
And if we can do that, we're going to win a lot of games. We're going to have a lot of fun. There you go. So we'll have the uh, games again Friday, the Washington matchup at 830 Friday, and then the Saturday game with Long Beach State at 1 o'clock. They actually start tomorrow morning, 1030 a.m. in Puerto Vallarta, the Puerto Vallarta Challenge, 1030 a.m. Utah Valley. Uh, the first opponent, then Duke at 1 p.m. I, I told he was cracking me up the other day. Yeah, I play in uh, Utah Valley, start 10.30 a.m. Thursday. Poor Utah Valley. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, Sam Walton, you guys are right. I, I, You know, I haven't researched Sam Walton. I knew that I thought it was, you know, you think of Walmart, you think of Arkansas, uh, you know, because of Bentonville. But he was born in Kingfisher. And you know what freaking Wiki says? Samuel Moore Walton was an American business magnate best known for founding the retailers Walmart and Sam's Club, which he started in Rogers, Arkansas, and Midwest City, Oklahoma, in 1962 and 83, respectively. How is this money, or at least maybe some is, I don't know, how is it not coming to the University of Oklahoma? How does Boone Pickens grow up? You know, you heard the stories. Grew up, I was an Oklahoma fan. That money, and hes I think he's given some to OU, right? Boone Pickens, some. Not as much as they gave not Stillwater. Not nearly. What and man, what a gift OSU, that was for yeah. Stillwater. That, that uh, really set the program in motion there. But how is how does that money get away? How does that money get away? Somebody get on the phone with the Waltons. I don't care if it's John Boy, Mary Ellen, whoever. Get on the phone with the Waltons and tell them, you remember where you started? Do you remember where you started? Did you just list a uh, Little House on the Prairie characters? No, that was uh, the, the actual Waltons. Oh, okay, okay. The uh, Curtis John Lofton. Boy was, John Boy was a character on Little House on the Prairie, wasn't he? He was on the Waltons. Okay. John Boy, Richard Thomas. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. By the way, the um, Curtis Lofton, Kingfisher. Yeah. That's right. Curtis Lofton, get on the phone using your Kingfisher roots and tell them, you Waltons, you know what Kingfisher, does it mean anything to you? You know, Kingfisher is OU country, right? Isn't it? Yes. Well, pony up right now. I think you just need to go strong arm some of these people. You know, the guys in the uh, black outfits and the ski caps and anything, you know. <laughs> uh, are we talking about kidnapping you're from, now? You're from Kingfisher. Cough <laughs> it up or pay the price. Uh, you need one of those voice changers. Is that what you're trying to yes. put across right now? If it helps, I mean, if it goes the way that it might be going. It sounds like it, the way that you want it to go. If right Missouri now. at some point passes Oklahoma let's, let's say in seven or ten years which I don't but if it does yes I'm willing to I think the sooner <laughs> kidnapping team would be very much needed because I couldn't handle that okay you want to get a few more in 405-651-3439 we just need some thugs some uh, muscle like they have in La Cosa Nostra to go carry some baseball bats batons and go to some of these people and tell them you realize that your granddad was born in Kingfisher. You owe. Now pay up. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, Puerto Rican Sooner wants to know on the Knuckle Chevrolet text line, Drake, I know you say dos equis in a controversial way. How do you say Porto Vallarta? Try it. Porto Vallarta. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. got that one. Well, I have dos equis. I just say it differently than what other. I say dos and I say equis. They're two different words, people. What's the problem here? You will never be a spokesperson for Dos Equis. I, nor do I want to be. You yeah, know what? what if there's, they, there's, you could be I am not, out I am not the most interesting man in the world. You I don't want that responsibility. Money. I don't want that responsibility. Okay. Uh, Dave, David from Norman has uh, some good insight, it looks like. Uh, Stan Kroenke is the Walton family member at Missouri. He was the owner of the St. Louis Rams. His son played basketball at Missouri. Uh, is there any more to that? On the uh, Or is that all of it? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of people saying yeah. stuff like that as far as didn't his he, ties to Missouri and he, the rest of his family. Didn't he own a Premier League team, too, I'm thinking? Dude's got some money. It seems like th- seems like he had a Premier League team. seemed like he had an NBA team at one point in time. I would have to go look up. Was Kroenke the Arsenal owner? Possibly. Somebody help us out on the text line there. You got We got some Sooner Gooners out there. Uh, Curtis B. out of the 918. Mike and Drake, one of Sam's daughters, married a guy with Mizzou ties, and his daughter and granddaughter went to Missouri, and Sam married a girl around Claremore and Anola, and his father-in-law gave him money uh, for his five-and-dime store. He had an Arkansas store at Walmart. Thanks, Curtis B. We need to start That mar- is a lot We of need some people goodness. from OU to start marrying into billionaire families. That's right. Uh, if your daughter is available and, uh, you know, be looking for a billionaire family that can contribute to the NIL funds. All right. Please. Please. <laughs> Great text here on the text line. <laughs> Who does number two work for, Who Steely? Who does number two work for? Steely needs a soprano soundboard. Uh, who was it? Uh, was Tom Arnold? Was that who was in the yeah. uh, stall next? That's yeah. right. You show that turd who's boss. That was the most disgusting scene <laughs> ever. By the way, I th- hate anything that happens in a toilet. It's not good. Why isn't Howard Schnellenberger on the hit squad? Well, there Howard's not around. Maybe he can haunt some people. Yeah. Yeah. Stan and SoFi Stadium. Yeah, the Rams too. Yeah, we knew that, but I think at one point didn't he own? Maybe he still does. I'm going to Google him. I thought he owned Arsenal or one of the Premier League teams at one point. Uh, Stan owns the Rams. Okay. I no. was thinking he owned an NFL team yeah. uh, and SoFi Stadium as well. So, anyway. Okay. We need He's the break. one that moved the Rams as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this could get ugly, folks. We might have to develop our own Sooner Cosa Nostra to, you know, at some point take care of some of these people who aren't paying their dues. You know, go rough them up, teach them a message. What's the necktie? The mafia necktie? I'm trying to think. Uh, Concrete shoes. We put concrete (laughs) shoes on them, (laughs) dump them in like Table Rock Lake. That's in Missouri, right? That's right. All right, we'll find out where they are. Put them in Ozark, Lake of the Ozarks. That's right. If we need to resort to this down the road, yeah. if it becomes all about Call the Call the birds up. They'll get something arranged. Outlaw devil. Steely, I lived in Italy for 20 years. I know a guy. <laughs> Put him in touch with the Crimson and Cream Collective. They need some muscle over there. All right, we're going to take a break. Somebody's going to take this seriously. Steely's advocating for the mafia to help us. 
I mean, down the road, maybe. Be right back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Yeah, if we have to use some muscle to get some NIL dollars down the road, I think, you know, sometimes desperate Columbia necktie. That's right, 918. Thank you. The uh, desperate times maybe down the road. They're not desperate times now by any means, not even close. But if they do turn into desperate times, desperate times sometimes require what? Desperate measures, right? Maybe we could get, like, Sam Bradford to be part of the muscle, and he could be Sammy the Bull for OU. OU's version of Sammy the Bull. I mean, on the field, it'll be Sammy Omasigo, but, you know. These these little uh, organizations out there that are coming up, coming after one of the five families. You know, the five families are Alabama, OU, Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame. Top five, five families of all time. If you mess with the five families and their structure, you're probably going to pay a price. That's all I'm saying, down the road. Drake, you could be muscle, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not me. Not I, said the first. Teddy would be a good muscle guy. Teddy is the muscle. Teddy wouldn't rat on anybody, would he? No. I mean, Teddy doesn't like talking to people. So if they, that, got Sam, if they got Teddy as muscle for the uh, Sooner Collective, and they put him in front, uh, you know, of a Senate committee or anything, Teddy's not going to say anything. Yeah, he's he, he just won't. I don't feel like he would rat. Uh, Gunny of Setsman Army says you guys said uh, Porto Vallarta wrong. Porto Vallarta. Porto Vallarta. Yeah. Do we miss uh, it? No, I don't think so. I think I think we nailed it. Uh, Gunny has lots of other texts. Uh, salutes to me on here too. I don't know that it's necessarily everybody wants to hear those, but I appreciate you, Gunny. Uh, always. Do you think? Uh, hopefully, Joe C. We've talked about uh, great coaches cloning. You know mm-hmm. that company. That way, yeah. you clone <clears throat> Patty Gasso when. Patty Gasso steps down, then you've just got another Patty Gasso to come right. back in. So the real Patty Gasso can go rest and do what she wants to do, mm-hmm. gardening and shopping and, you know, when she's done with softball. But we need that for Joe C, too. Yeah. And Which, one of the few things we have to be thankful for from the University of Missouri is. Oh, yeah. Joe is Absolutely. Uh, Brad Pitt was born in Oklahoma. Yeah, Shawnee, right, but went to Mizzou. Yeah, I know. Uh, I didn't realize he was a Mizzou grad. So lots of uh, St. Crunky uh, texts as well, everything that he including uh, Spotter Shep from the radio crew texting, saying uh, not only does he own the Rams, but uh, I had had forgotten. I knew that there was something that came should have just exploded out of my mind immediately when it came to Crunky. I have a bunch of friends that work at Ball Arena up in Denver that I went to college with for their in-house stuff. He owns the Nuggets, the Avs. Yep. Uh, he owns the Rapids, the MLS team that's up in that area, okay. and also Arsenal and the Rams. So I thought he was Arsenal. Yep. I mean, I'm an Arsenal guy. I don't get to watch Premier League uh, like I used to, but as much. But you definitely wake up early enough. Oh. 
dude. It's four thirty, four forty-five every morning when when I don't set an alarm because I used to get up at like three fifteen. So my body's at least adjusted back to like four thirty, four forty-five. Yeah. Uh, but we need uh, we need a Sammy the Bull Gravano possibility down the well. He ratted so, but this is going to get ugly if it doesn't change. It's going to get ugly. And I hope, like I said, to me, the, the biggest question about college football is what's going to win out in the long run. Uh, is it going to be the culture with NIL involvement and paying the players a fair price? And then they can benefit any way, you know, they, they can off their real true NIL. I think the Sooners, they're clearly trying to do it that way. And I think that will probably win out, but the jury is still out. And let's hope it just doesn't become crazy. Because it's already crazy enough. All right. Uh, by the way, let's get one or two more in. Can we do that? Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Captain Willard. <laughs> uh, let's see. Since our 80 literally sounds like a Mafia Don, I think we'll be fine. The man still wears feathers in his fedoras, guys. He knows what's up. Well, the good thing is you have... Joe Castiglione. That's right. And do, did you remember hearing a few years back, well, Joe C. might be ready to step down and maybe Zach – and now Zach Selman's at Mississippi State. That word was kind of going around a little bit. And the Selman family's great. And I think Zach Selman, super sharp dude. No doubt about it. Yeah. And, you know, he's is he and, in Starkville now. He, he, he's – I mean, he's a Selman. The Selman family's top-notch, and he's super bright. He's going to do a great job. Maybe and, one day he'd come back to OU. But I just remember thinking, no, not Joe Castiglione. It's rare that you would yep. have that reaction about an athletic mm-hmm. director. Most Absolutely. people don't care. Absolutely. But the it, day that Joe Castiglione steps down is going to be the day the music died, too. Yeah, his resume speaks for itself, though, doesn't it, Steely? All the national title winning coaches that he's hired, all of the coaches that have put OU in the platform that they are. You think about all of the Olympic sports, for sure, the job that he's done historically with football, especially hiring Bob Stoops. I mean, it speaks for itself. The man has earned a statue as well. There's That's no right. Doubt. There's no doubt. All right, Riverwind Casino, thank you for uh, all you do for us here. Chickas on Nation, thank you, thank you, thank you. Nearly 3,000 electronic games now on the newly designed Riverwind gaming floor. It is real. It is awesome. They have the best games, best bars and dining Incredible service, and their promotional team is Major League. Great promotions. Get out there, win cash and bonus play. They always have incredible promotions and uh, random hot seat drawings. The first 60K, Cupid's Mad Dash hot seat drawings are happening this Saturday night. Get out there and win your share of 60K in cash and bonus play. And then Friday night, get out there and win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play and the Leap into Love promotional drawings. Have a great meal at the River Buffet. We'll be out there on Friday doing our shows as usual, and we appreciate Riverwind very much. Thank you, Black Thunder Roofing. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. Have a great Wednesday. Thanks, Drake.